0: Before we even get into the whole episode, I want to say that we acknowledge you. And I want to just take this moment just to say this, Shasha, like we really do acknowledge the work that you do in the community. I know it, it took a lot out of you to even get to the place that you're at right now. Mm. Before we even get into your history and your family tree and your dynamic of who you are, I want to say myself that we acknowledge you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to acknowledge yourself because I know it's hard for people to accept flowers nowadays. Mm. And so I I want to give you your flowers because I know you had to go through dark times. There's people that are watching right now that are going through dark times Mm -hmm. that are going through issues that are struggling we acknowledge you we acknowledge you yeah Thank so you. i appreciate the fact that you're so transparent and willing to come on here and talk about the things we're about to talk about so um without further ado
1: welcome to our New open podcast where discussions are open and judgment closed yes, hosted sir. by me jay Mackin,
0: safely andre coach cherry
1: i'm just jaco and we
0: are so no. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Out in the Open podcast. It's your host, Jim Mackin. And today I'm with my co-host, you know, Afonzo. How you doing, bro? Yo.
0: We here (laughs) But um, I I do want to say Again Every time I get on here And speak to you guys I just want to say We love the support We love the engagement Mm -hmm. We love the fact that You guys are active And you guys are pushing out Our content Y'all feeling it Mm -hmm. Cause you know We are most definitely The most talked about podcast
1: Yeah The most talked about (laughs) And if you are listening Go in and um, Follow us on IG Or or ITO Podcast If you haven't already And also subscribe To our um, podcast our YouTube channel because we dropping mad contents, right, Funza?
0: Big, facts man, they big facts, man. They
1: ain't ready, and plus we have a vlog coming in. Hey, man, I don't, I don't think you guys are ready, man. <laughs> they not, I, they, they, not. They, they, they really not. But we, like, like said, we appreciate you guys again for everything that you. Guys do like watching our content and you know, supporting, you know, reposting everything. You know, if you guys been here since day one, hey, big shout out to you guys. And for those who are coming, hey, we appreciate you guys. So, man, for, for today's episode. Wait, 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 wait. Hold I was on. I about to say, you about Wait, wait, to get wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Big shout out to, um, to, uh, Jekyll and Eve, man. Right now, they, they. In a whole nother scene. A whole nother. City man, like Tampa man, and they actually um I have an interview over there with um this this guy, so really excited for that.
0: Yeah, we got some crazy content coming in for everybody here, yeah, man. It's crazy like, how we're not stopping. Like, for real. it's we're crazy. really serious about this, and um I know that you guys are feeling it, so. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stop.
1: For real. We're and not going to stop. <laughs> it's crazy how, like, we both are recording at the same time. They over right. there and over here. And we're still dropping content, man. But let's get straight to the episode, man. So today, you want to do the honor, man?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> how can I even say this? <laughs> I, when I was driving here, I'm just like, man, we have, like, history. Yeah, mm. We go way back. Like, I'm talking about, like, not even middle school type vibe like way back because I don't know like when I seen you the first time ever like you family type vibe
2: absolutely
0: and um I want to just say before we even get into the whole episode I want to say that we acknowledge you and I want to just take this moment just to say this Shasha, like we really do acknowledge the work that you do in the community I know it, it took a lot out of you to even get to the place that you're at right now, mm. before we even get into your history and your family tree and your dynamic of who you are. I want to say myself that we acknowledge you mm-hmm. and I want you to acknowledge you. yourself. Cause I know it's hard for people to accept flowers nowadays. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I want to give you your flowers because I know you had to go through dark times. There's people that are watching right now that are going through dark times mm-hmm. that are going through issues that are struggling we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. Yeah. So you. I appreciate the fact that you're so transparent and willing to come on here and talk about the things we're about to talk about. So um, without further ado, we have Shasha in the building. Yes, sir. First I'll let them you
2: know your real name. <laughs> Wait, before I do that, first and foremost, I just want to thank you guys for granting me this opportunity.
1: Of course. Like Function
2: said, we go way back. Like, way back. We're talking about like elementary facts. Um, <laughs> not only that but you guys are doing god's work you guys are you know i'm extremely proud of you guys you guys are definitely mm. opening a lot of eyes and just making things more known in our community so Facts. yeah big shout out to you guys right,
1: thank you thank you appreciate like that,
2: that. Uh, that's
1: my
2: name <laughs> i i love to go by Shaw, um mm-hmm. but you guys want to hear english or creole
1: both
0: Both <laughs> <God>. Okay <laughs> 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 yeah, yes, First name <laughs> Yeah Just yeah,
1: that's,
0: yeah, it, that's it
2: facts. Okay so my name is Schnadlin. Schnadlin.
1: Schnadlin. That's a
2: Haitian one Very Haitian <laughs> And in English It's Shnadlin Ask me Why is it pronounced that way I have no idea That's really pretty though I know So my name is part German mm. Yeah Wait what How did that work How did So basically I was named after my older brother Schneider Oh so and Schneider's a German name, so
0: yeah. So wait, your your mom, your dad knew about like German type names
2: or actually my dad. My he's dad, German? No, my dad is not German. Yeah, <laughs> you see her that face is, like,
1: That's
2: his thing. Like he's so into like the German culture, so
1: uh-huh. wow. like, he
2: named me Schneider and then my mom named me after my brother.
1: What? Yeah. That's that's really
2: that's interesting. A itch. we
0: already into your history right now. So, <laughs> is it something like your dad is like into history, or he loved just is he just
2: like the German culture, like the movies, the music? So that's just his thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to pops.
0: <laughs> Big <laughs> shout So, in regards to your your family dynamic, mm-hmm. you were raised by your mom mainly, or your dad, or both?
2: Correct. So, I grew up in a single parent household, but my father. Was and still is very active in my life.
0: OK, so. Yeah. Is it is it because of the fact of like income that he was kind of in and out? What was the reason? behind? So that?
2: they basically just didn't work out. Um, so I think when I was around two years old, they just, you know, part ways. But they have a very healthy cordial relationship, which makes it a lot easier for me growing up.
0: Oh, wow. So yeah. he was real active even yes. as a young age. Yes what so like did you find it weird or did you understand it at that
2: age around that time no because of course too don't remember much right right. you know as i got older i understand the dynamic and i respect it because they put themselves last just put me first Mm. so with that being said um there wasn't any confusion everything was pretty much smooth but yet transparent at the same time at the same time
0: so, were you just it was just you and your older brother? So
2: actually, um on my dad's side, I have three siblings and on my mom's side it's just me and my sister. So I'm the only girl on my dad's side and Oh wow, you're the yeah, princess. I am the princess. Oh wow.
0: <laughs> so is it is it weird that you have like separate families or you guys are like really close? We're
2: really close. Um I know this is going to sound a little weird, but like all of my siblings we don't have the same mom and dad like I don't have an actual full sibling but it's weird for me to say oh that's my half sister that's my half brother no you're my brother you're my brother you're my sister Mm, you're my my sister. sister yeah so we have a very close knit um bond
0: are you the youngest
2: so I am the youngest on my mom's side and I am the second oldest on my dad's side, so that's a crazy blend. But it's
0: like you're you're the only daughter that he has. Yes. Yeah, so I'm
2: special on both sides. That's crazy. Yeah. So
0: do they feel some type of way when you was growing up, like in the household? Did you get like special treatment because of that?
2: Um, I wouldn't say necessarily special treatment. I would just say that because I am the only girl on my dad's side. Yeah. Um. I just had more open opportunities and um privilege, I should say. What? Yeah.
0: Was your dad strict?
2: Very laid back, very cool. My mom on the other hand is strict.
0: Why do you say that? Give um, us, give not, us a-
2: <laughs> not only that, like okay, single mother, two kids, um just trying to make sure that she's raising her daughters right. Mm. Um you know, of course I didn't have any success in relationships. So she just trying to instill what it is to be a person that feels complete and whole, but you know, not disregarding the fact that, okay, this is your dynamic. This is your history, but I want to make sure that you know who you are. And when people are talking to you, you know how to define who you are to others.
0: That's good. Yeah. So she was like, she, she was kind of like nurturing you in that way. Absolutely. Like, as far as upbringing?
2: Yes. Very affectionate, very loving. Um, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to know what it is to be in an affectionate, you know, upbringing, like household.
0: So like in elementary and like middle school, mm-hmm. were you the type to like have it where if someone told you like you ugly, you didn't even like <laughs> you didn't even like even listen to them because of the way that your mom brought you out of the world?
2: Don't get me wrong. She did her she did her best yeah. when it comes to affection. But you know like Growing up, you you have bullies. Yeah, yeah, yeah there are. And, yeah. and I was always the chubby kid yeah. in elementary school. And I don't know if you remember, but um at West Oaks, <laughs> at one point in time, yeah it, during the fourth grade year, I was wearing uniform like that whole school year. So I used to get picked on. For only being the only person to wear uniform and, of course, being the chubbier kid, so it it kind of like it kind of like interfered my way of thinking but at the same time it made me more mindful of who am I as a person as far as just like, okay, you're always going to be to something for somebody, so just live in a moment and just accept who you are.
0: So wait, they, they made you feel some type of way because of the fact that you were wearing a uniform every day
2: wearing the uniform and just being the chubbier kid.
0: So how did you deal with it at that time? What did you
2: At that time, of course I would just tell my mom about it. And she, of course, you know, affirm and reassure me like you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. You're this, you're that. Um, But, you know, hearing it on a day to day basis, it's just kind of gets annoying. You know, you just kind of want to stop or put a pause to it. Yeah. That's because cr- I remember when I
0: when I was getting bullied, and I, I think it's because of the way that you were brought up. But for me, when I was getting bullied, or it could be because I'm a guy. I don't know, Mikey. You could probably interject on that too. Yeah. But for me, when I would get bullied, I wouldn't even tell my mom.
1: Mm.
0: And 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 I feel like when it did happen, I would only tell like my cousins. Mm but i would never tell my mom it wow. may be it may be because i don't want her to react in a way that she has to step in for me mm. Mm. You get okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it because your mom was already up like super, you guys are super close and she always used to affirm you that you were comfortable talking to her about certain stuff like that?
2: Absolutely. To this day, like, I'm so comfortable talking to my mom. Like, that's my homegirl. <laughs> that is my homegirl.
0: Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. That's, that's what's up. That's my homegirl.
2: I'm like, I'm very transparent with her. Very honest. Um, Still trying to work work out and figure out boundaries, because, you know, the older yeah. you get... Mm-hmm. you still their baby, you're still their private What? So there's so.
0: boundaries for you? Absolutely. What, like, what, would be, what would be one?
2: Uh, a perfect example is, you know, okay, once again, growing up in the Haitian culture, yeah. Yeah. you
0: know
2: the three famous L's, you yeah, L's, yeah. L's,
1: yeah. L's. Uh-huh.
2: And So, um, <laughs> now that I'm no longer living with my mom, it's just that, okay, I deserve for... I understand I respect you You already raised me I cannot be raised anymore Mm.
0: So Mm, That's a tough convo
2: Exactly So I know that you want You're concerned about my safety But I will let you know When I get home And if you don't hear me that night You'll hear me the next morning
1: Yeah Yeah Haitian parents Don't play with that man Yeah even even when you get To like 30, 40 years old Man, it's still gonna treat you like They're gonna be like Hey, make sure you get home on time Yeah, still
0: their baby That's crazy I, I don't even think That's just like a Haitian thing I think it's like A culture thing mm-hmm. Like Yeah mm-hmm. you would, Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. that It that's is That's wild I didn't even think that Your mom would do that Even when you got a house Yeah <laughs> She
2: you gotta remember i'm the youngest yeah that's what it is so <laughs> the baby leaving the nest is just like okay what i'm gonna do now you
1: know mm. so, so they feel like you're not checking. ready
2: huh
1: so they feel so they feel like um you're not ready yet
2: ready for what exactly? yeah,
1: um to to be on your own
2: <gasps> when, are we talking about when i was in the process of like leaving
1: yeah yeah in the process um
2: yeah it was a huge adjustment you know like i said before me and my mom were really close um so in a sense it sounds weird in a sense it was kind of like i'm losing myself in a sense although we're still like only like 20 minutes up the road from each other (laughs) yeah but it's it's the once again the dynamic was different it was shifted it's just me on my own and solely on my own
0: that's a big leap of faith yeah we're gonna get into that, especially about the um buying the house process. Mm-hmm.
2: So what was the dynamic with your siblings um, in like
0: middle school and high school?
2: So fun fact, all of my siblings are either eight or ten years uh, apart. What? Yet. Wow. So although we were very close knit, there's a huge age gap. So at one point in time, um I was alone, really.
0: What like during um middle school and middle high school? Middle
2: school and high school, yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I was
2: alone, Um, but, you know, still had a healthy form of communicating with my sibling. It's just that I was home alone, like there was no other siblings around me. Of course, my sister, who's eight years older than me, was already in college. And of course, my brother, who's 10 years older than me, doing his thing. And then then my two younger siblings who live with my father. So. Yeah.
0: So did like when it was like during the holidays, did you really guys connect in a deeper level as far as the age
2: gap? Yeah. So when when the holidays would come by, like I would just kind of switch holidays. So, so there's sometimes I'll be um, spending True. time with my dad and there's sometimes I'll be mm-hmm. spending time with my mom. So How did that make I was, you feel? At I,
0: that guess, time?
2: I guess because I was so like accustomed to it like it was brought to me at such an early age it really didn't bother me it really didn't have a huge effect
0: yes that's good i mean i feel like your your past really shows like who you are now do you agree with that oh absolutely
2: absolutely yeah
0: Yeah. do you feel like you got a lot of like um Pieces from your mom as far as upbringing.
2: Yes, my mom and my father, especially my mom, because you know that was yes. the primary. That's thing. your homie. That's, like you said. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's good. Family, yeah.
0: So, wh- what was it like with you in high school? Did you figure out like what you wanted at that moment in high
2: school? No. High school know. was lit. High school was lit. The high school was lit. Oh <laughs> um, no! Honestly speaking, I really didn't know what I wanted. Um, I was just kind of like going through the motions and just living in the moment and just making sure that everything was on point. And we're going to get into that a little bit as far as like what like compel me into mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but let's just say in a nutshell, I was just so focused on one thing and one thing only. And it showed me. What was like, what is my purpose? What is my calling in that moment? I don't know if that makes sense to you.
0: Wait, so what what kind of, okay, this probably helped help me understand a little more. What kind of pressures did you have in high school?
2: So I wouldn't say I have peer pressure, but I would just say like, once again, dynamic, like family dynamic. That alone was a pressure, you know, just the simple fact that once again my mom a single mother of two and my father who's have his own family on the side is just like naturally i felt like i had to make up for all the lost times or all the lost opportunities that they didn't have especially being the youngest and only daughter wow so that
0: was a lot of weight basically on you yeah Did they kind of like make you feel like you needed to do something, though?
2: No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They of course they expected good grades. They expected, you know, me to excel in a lot of things that I was, you know, a part of. They never really expressed, oh, you should do this. You should do that. I just felt like it's my I don't want to say obligation, but I felt like I had to make up for. All the things that they didn't have the chance to do.
1: So, 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 in a way, like, so, yeah, so you felt like you owe that to them. Yes. Mm. Yeah.
0: Did they ever kind of like say that you didn't need to do that? Or did you ever express it to them that you felt like that at that time in high school?
2: Oh no, I didn't because I feel knowing my parents there they will be saying they would be saying like there's no need for you to feel that way we just want you to be happy we just want to make sure that you're accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish knowing my parents like they would kind of like discourage me not to feel that way but I choose to not have that conversation with them because I don't want them to feel bad yeah yeah
0: because they want you know that you, they yeah. want you to be more yeah. than what you okay yeah. so like at that moment when you're trying to like do everything in your power to make sure that you give this like standard for your parents did it kind of make you like struggle in certain parts of school
2: absolutely and just to be a little transparent um this is what we all about
0: yeah thanks <laughs> right, go
1: ahead let it um, up
2: so like I remember, like in high school, I was having a hard time passing the FCAT. Now they call it FSA, if I'm You ain't the only oh, one. Oh, yeah, the That's FSA. Hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I remember, remember that. that. <laughs> I
2: extremely hard time passing the FCAT. And that itself took a toll on me mentally. So imagine you in the 11th grade and you're in a reading class. That do not feel too good.
0: Mm.
2: It doesn't. That's facts. So I remember. I remember like as if this happened yesterday i never really passed the fcat i pa- i ended up passing the act which helped me pa- um graduate high school no way i'm so serious even like that final one that they had gave I us never passed the fcat i passed the act
0: i remember they were doing that like was that the first year they started like accepting that instead of yeah I think I remember that.
2: What? Yeah.
0: No. I can
1: relate to that too. That's the same thing that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> For real? I, yeah, I couldn't pass the FCAT or the FSA. I think it was too hard, man.
0: I don't know. I didn't like it at all. Like I I never I, I passed it on the last the last time. But I hated it when it was from the paper version and then they had it on the computer. Yeah. It was yeah. I don't like the format. They put too much pressure. You do. It was it was super stressful. So I, I can I can actually agree to you on that one because I was struggling. I was still in, I think I was probably still in like, take like trying to pass the FCAT, like I think up until senior year. Honestly, yeah. I think so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Real. Yeah, that was a lot of pressure.
2: I was <laughs> no, yeah. Like imagine you in 11th grade 11th or 12th grade and you're in the class full of freshmen and sophomores yeah. and you feel good and you, you, you have a lot of self-doubt just by thinking like, dang, I can't pass a simple test. Yeah. Quote unquote. And you feel like that test define your intelligence.
0: That's true. And, um, it was, it was so bad for Crazy. me for the FCAT that I stayed back. they grade. Mm. I stayed back. Like, it was that bad. But I remember, um, it was it was i was in third grade i remember i had all this was like all my class like class of i would have been class of 2013 i would have been class of 2013 so i remember like all the kids passing Mm. and i had to go and um tell my mom that i didn't pass and at that point my mom was kind of like your mom like she was very reassuring and giving me confirmation and stuff Mm -hmm. so like um I told her and I was crying. I'm like, man, I feel stupid. Mm. Like, I'm dumb. Like, that's how I felt. Look. And then I
2: even went to, like, summer school and failed it, too.
1: Yeah, I remember summer school, man.
2: (sighs) It's hard. The education system is hard, but yet tricky. It is. It is. And it's so funny you said that you stay back. Actually, I actually stayed back in the second grade. For the F I F-Cat? was supposed to graduate in twenty thirteen as well. What? It wasn't for the FCAT. cat. I, I stay back in second grade because um the way I learn, like the way I process, it's not like up to par compared to like my classmates so i wasn't doing too well and my grades was not on point so the best thing they could do for me at that moment in time is for me to repeat the second grade
0: and you didn't know you didn't know nothing about it right at that time even though like you seen your friends
2: leave and stuff, i had a feeling because i remember literally second grade year struggling just trying to do my absolute best. Like my teacher literally lost all hopes and was like, "I don't know what to do anymore." Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Imagine, like, to this day, it's it's it stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. You can't
0: ever like. Yeah. Actually, I remember there was a time where I don't know if they still do it now. Is like they would give because I remember this girl named Angie. I, you know Angie.
2: She's like Hindu.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I remember. Her. So like, um, she had. She had stayed back, I believe, but she had took a a different test that showed that she was able to like go to the next grade. <laughs> yeah. What so test like what was that? What happened?
1: I said, What's this? What's that?
0: I don't know. I don't remember it, but I remember she telling me that and I was like, What? And I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in regards to being in the second grade and that happening, do you feel like what happened, like what took place made you a better person at
2: the end of the day? Yes. What if I told you that itself is a small factor of my why?
0: Mm. Yeah. Second grade you.
2: Second grade me. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. So did you, when you like, when you got older, as you got older, did you realize like over time, like I stayed back and now I really want to pass this? The FCAT, did you already kind of like put that on you? Like I have to pass it no matter what?
2: Yes. I put that pressure on myself, but at the same time I had this constant, Thought that like I have to prove myself I have to prove myself when I say I have to prove myself I'm talking about second grade me I have to prove myself I have to prove myself mm. that's was like it was just like on repeat
0: so what did you do when you was constantly failing it
2: so when I stay back in the second grade Um, I just started going ham. And of course, that's with the help of my mom, my sister, my aunt. um, They just made it a routine and gave me structure as far as like my like learning how I learned the ability to you know grasp certain things
0: so how do you learn like what's your ways of learning just especially for like this could be for anybody honestly mm -hmm. like we're we're having a conversation we're keeping it out in the Mm -hmm. open so for a person that may be struggling Mm -hmm. it don't have to be necessarily in second grade it may be in fifth third whichever age Mm -hmm. group what helped you out with that part
2: so and I also forgot my cousin too big shout out (laughs)
0: big big shout shout
2: out out to you um I just they just made it fun yeah I I have a thing where if it's boring I'm not gonna touch it look at it if if it's not given I'm sorry I'm putting you down
0: Oh snap yeah. So like Text and all that It has yeah. to be like Active Yeah,
2: yeah. Wow and, So they made it fun Like they would like Make it into a board game Or we just simply Just Make a song out of the material Yeah What? Yeah I never thought about doing that though Yeah And it, and it helped It helps well, Actually I'm in the um Process of studying To become licensed
0: You will be You will um, that in the atmosphere. <laughs> So
2: with me studying now, I just kind of like, once again, I can't do the whole textbook thing. So I just simply go on like YouTube, um, play the music in the background. I can't study when it's complete silence. I know that's so weird.
0: Really? I cannot. I know a few people that are like that.
2: Um, And I just try to make it fun. I try to make it engaging because if not, I'll just simply disconnect. Yeah.
0: And not even try after that. Nope. That's just me being honest with myself. And that's it's good that you yeah. know yourself, though, because yeah. a lot of people still to this day, they struggle with how to learn and how to like be productive. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people will make it where it's like, oh, yeah, I can't really do this. It's not even for me. Mm-hmm. But you you're resilient because you're finding a different way to actually learn it. Mm-hmm. So it's good because I know I can like me when I play instruments, I, I can only play it by ear. Mm-hmm. That's how I learn how to play music. I can't read it but it doesn't mean that I'm not a musician. Yeah. yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Cuz
1: um the thing with me uh till this day, man, till this day I still can't read. And you um, still play. Yeah, I still play. Like See? you will send me a song. I'll listen to it a couple times and <laughs> When a day comes, I'll play it exactly like that. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> See? And I think a lot of people get that idea like, okay, if if it has to be one way to do something, then that's the only way. And I, mm. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And you're an example of that. Mm-hmm. So going back to like your high school days, after you like passed, not even the F count, but as far as passing, how did that feel?
2: Like, I felt so excited. I felt relief. I felt rejuvenated in a sense i don't know if that makes sense yeah like, i just felt like renewed like i am mm-hmm. just like okay now i can to move on to the next chapter mm-hmm.
0: yeah that was a big thing that
2: was a big thing for me
0: so when you when you did that did you tell anybody like as far as how it made you feel not passing the fcat and going through that process did you tell you, did you eventually tell your parents
2: well my parents knew from the get-go like okay. from the jump it's just as far as like my peers who did pass the FCAT. It was a little embarrassing to share because it brought me back to that place in second grade.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was a tough conversation it was to have. A with very them. tough conversation. But they were excited when you passed it and everything. Oh yeah. Right?
2: And the night that I found out, I was actually at Evan's homecoming. Like, oh, yeah. What you was doing over
0: there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was just, plotting. just
2: getting it. And um, I remember because I was with. Um, Some of my friends Mm -hmm. And my mom called me It was literally like mm, Nine, ten o'clock My mom called me And you know Normally my mom doesn't open my mail She don't But when she saw that different You
0: sure your mom Haitian? (laughs) I was about to say that
2: So she's very Americanized
0: Oh she Americanized? Um, Okay No wonder she be talking to you How she be talking to you (laughs) Right, right, right
2: But yet still Haitian Americanized but yet still Haitian Facts um, and when she saw, like, the, um, the letter from the ACT, she was like, for moving, for moving. And I'm just like, okay, mom, moving. She's like, oh, you pass you pass I was so happy. Yes.
0: And it was at the right part. I like, was, you can still like, I was, <laughs> celebrate. Yeah. You can still celebrate. Yes, I
2: was, I was like, no, like, that was a true celebration for me. And it just happened at the perfect time.
0: So at that point, were you not thinking about, like, the next step or were you just in the motion of like okay now I'm good I can enjoy like the rest of the couple of months of high school or was it like now I'm an, on the next thing
2: I was embracing the moment that's good I didn't want to rush it like I just really want to embrace the moment because I knew how much I was struggling mentally so I just lived in the moment And that helped a lot. That helped so much.
0: So how long did you take to like now start thinking about like your next move?
2: So I want to say like within the last three months of senior year, that's when Mm. I started to like, okay, let me start applying for, you know, college and see where this goes.
0: Was your friends already ahead of that point
2: as far as looking into college? It was 50-50. Some were still kind of like, you know, just chilling. Some were already like already there already there um what's that program Felicia used to the offer? bridge bridge oh, program oh yeah I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> that didn't save
0: me too yeah shout out <laughs> to the bridge of success yeah so so what were your options in high school I mean in high school what were your options that you were looking into
2: I just wanted to start school and it's so funny I didn't know what to do like, I didn't know, like, you know, like when you have conversation with your friends, you say, yeah. oh, I want to be yeah. uh, a physical therapist. I want to be a veterinarian. Like mm-hmm. when they ask me, I'm like blank crickets or like,
0: why do you think that was? was it? Was it too much options?
2: I think it was just simply just still trying to figure out who am I as a person. Mm-hmm especially struggling with the thought of me not feeling good enough because of a test and me constantly playing in my head like you got to prove yourself you got to prove yourself you got to prove yourself but while saying that i was kind of like somewhat stagnant in a sense i don't know if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so you it it was at the point where you just had so much that you just didn't even want to participate in the next move yeah so like that, that point, did it change your mind into saying like school is for you or you already knew that? I'm just going to go and I'll figure it out then.
2: I'm just going to go and figure it out then. <laughs> 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 Man, I'm just, Lord
0: take it. So what, what what college did you go to at first?
2: Uh, I went to Valencia.
0: Shout out. Oh, you yeah. know, they, they Puma, they Pumas now, I think. Really? They got a mascot. Uma? Yeah, shout out to Valencia. Witches, they Witches, got a right. they got a mascot now. So that may open up the door for sports. But oh, wow. anyways, <laughs> so amazing. you went to Valencia and how did that make you feel getting into college?
2: I'm just like, okay, this is it. This is a new chapter in my life to adulthood, in a sense.
0: Well, you felt like it was adulthood Yes. For Why?
2: Because I feel like this is the moment where you take your life and make something of it. Although like... College doesn't necessarily define you or your future. Um, as long as you have a plan and it's an effective plan, mm. you should be good. But I feel like at that moment in time, like, okay, like this, this, where the big dogs is at. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um what about your parents? Because, you know, I was raising in a Haitian household and, you know, the concept Going to college, um, did they, they give you advice on which career to go to? You know, like Haitians be <laughs> like, Yo, you need to be a doctor or you need yeah. to be a, a A lawyer, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. And, um, did you get that pressure from them?
2: So, as mentioned before, my mom is very Americanized, my dad is very laid back, so I didn't get that, like, mm. oh, for dead, for yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I didn't get that, but they would ask me, Okay, what are you going to school for? that's good and i'm just like i don't know i'm just going for my aa general course (laughs) class i don't know yet yeah and it's so funny because they were trying to like even though they didn't tell me what to do they were just like have you thought about this have you thought about that Mm -hmm. and coming from a family who is heavily in the medical field Mm. Um they will say oh books out there, nurse. I'm just like I'm I'm LPN. I'm... no, it's just it's just not giving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so weird how I, you know, find my purpose and or calling. So as mentioned before, I was going in for my AA, right? Yeah. And At that time, I was, I was working at McDonald's. Then I had the opportunity to leave McDonald's to do work study in the orientation department. What, at Valencia? At Valencia. Okay. So that gave me an opportunity to connect with more people. And my supervisor at the time was asking me, do you know what you want to do? And I'm like, no. um, But I just know. And I know this is a general, like, statement. (laughs) I want to help people. Yeah. Anything that you do, really, you help other people. Right. But I just like, I just want to help people. And I'm, I know I'm good with people. Um, I know that I'm a good listener, but I don't know how I can make that into a career. She's like, why don't you just go to the Career Center and take that that the test? test.
0: <laughs> That's what they hit you
2: with. Yeah. I am like, okay, you know, let me just go for it. So I went to the Career Center, took the test and... One of the career options was social work. And I was like... Mm. Hmm. Huh.
1: <laughs>
2: so, I didn't want to jump the gun. What I did was um, I connected with my supervisor. And she was like, hey, I know a social worker. You can probably shadow whenever you're ready. Let me know. And um, I can connect you with her so you can see how it is. Like, learn all the ins and outs. And I said, like, okay, perfect.
0: Whoa. So, why did why didn't you jump the gun? Why?
2: Because I didn't want to make a irrational decision and regret it later
0: mm, wow yeah that was good That is good yeah but that's this. the reason why i asked that because a lot of times like we'll just go for it like yeah. or like we'll just do our side research and then yeah. then we go <laughs> right. but you took like an extra step and actually wanted a shadow that's yeah. really unique yeah so you ended up doing that
2: yeah and i loved it like just seeing the passion that was being you know portrayed and just caring for you know her clients i'm just like wow like i can see myself doing this Mm -hmm. you know because i i personally feel like i have like a nurturing caring um aura yeah so i was like i I like this Mm -hmm. (laughs) let me check it out so um, of course I finished, you know, my AA and big shout outs, big shout outs, direct connect. <laughs>
0: yes. Big shout so outs.
2: I applied for, um, to be in the BSW program. So yes. that's bachelor's in social work program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just continue on and learning materials. Like I, I, I gained a love for it. Like I learned to love it. It, it kind of happened so natural, but yet. I was mindful.
0: What were you doing? Like aside from school, like, was it something that was a component to social work that made it so natural for you? Or was it just the process?
2: I feel like this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like I've been social working, even though that's not a word. <laughs> like <laughs> it is working. now <laughs> <laughs> um, since the beginning, like second grade, you type of like, I'm talking third, about fourth. like just personality wise.
0: Oh, it was in you. Yeah. Wow, and that's because you, you realize that after, you, like, when you are in the career, absolutely, absolutely. So it was like destined.
2: Yeah, it was. It was just. It was made for me. I know
0: that's right. Y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs> it was made for her. It was made for me. That's yeah. amazing. So, like, for you in um, college, how are you like as far as social wise? No point intended for the social people <laughs> Like, how are you socially?
2: Um, I was focused. Like, I was. Just to the book. I was just like of course I just only I only commute to the school. I didn't necessarily involve in the activities that were like, you know, offered at UCF. But when I did, like I would all find myself in weird situation where random people would just tell me like, this is how they're feeling. This is mm. you know, what's going on. I'm just like, you know, f- the materials that I learned at that moment in time in school, I would just apply it and it was effective.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's and of amazing. course,
2: a little bit of authenticity, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. just be myself.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So like, even though you wasn't even trying to be in that, that school or that social work setting, it came to you yeah. on those awkward locations. Awkward locations. So how did you, so how would you like do it? Like, would you step aside? Like, would you take it somewhere else? Would you just be in the moment with the person? Like how that come across?
2: A lot of the times it's, it's just, I just start by saying, Hey, how you doing? Like being a extrovert with introvert tendencies, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, how you doing? How's your day? I could be at the store or just, you know, be at church. And then just by that alone the person feels like they're being heard.
0: Yeah. Being I ain't gonna heard. lie. You did that to me in a text message. Like, this, today she texted me. I'm, she's like, uh, and it's not like a normal like way of like communicating. So I'm like, whoa, like this is deep. Like I feel like she's talking to my soul. right now. She just texted me. Um, how are you feeling? I'm like, what? I didn't get like, what are you doing? Or like, yeah, Hey, yeah, like yeah. she went straight in. I'm like, Oh snap. Yeah. I can't just like, I can't just give her like a small message. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta elaborate. I can, Okay, so
2: that's dope. If you really think about it, a lot of times, like, and I'm sure you guys can relate, you know, our loved ones, our close friends, sometime when they call us, I would say there's a high percentage they need something right yeah
0: Mm -hmm. facts
2: not saying that we don't want to help them but like sometimes we just want to be seen we just want to be heard so it's not we don't always want to hear hey i need this i need that we sometimes want to hear how you doing how you feeling Mm -hmm. like where you at emotionally where you at spiritually physically like is there anything i can do to help and support you that's all it is like i have a weird tendency my cousin can vouch for this um i have a weird tendency i'll just call my cousin just cuz like, if, if he's in my spirit, I'm like, hey, I was just calling see how you doing. How you mm. feeling? I just want to tell you that I love you. Mm. That's it.
1: Need more people like that yeah. right there. When did you start doing that, though? Like, checking up on people?
2: Because of my upbringing. Mm. Affectionate upbringing. You know, saying I love yous, hugging each other. It's, it's just natural for me to do.
0: Nice. Wow. Yeah. So how, how were you as far as relationship-wise in high school and middle and college?
2: No relationship in high school, yeah, I
0: no entertainment, no, no, no I side mean, tracks.
2: No Come to you know, to talk to somebody <laughs> here and here. there for real. <laughs> yeah, um, but once again, like I said, I was just so focused on just proving myself and just trying to accomplish that goal at that moment in time. So although I would have like, you know, auntie, auntie whisper. flings. Zoe. Little small flings. <laughs> what they call auntie souffle nos Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it was there was a little entertainment, but it wasn't nothing that I was like pressed on.
0: Why why was that? Is it because the goal was too big or they weren't ready for what you had?
2: Mm. I feel like my goal was number one.
0: For real Yeah. Do you think that was a reason, like they didn't want to approach you too?
2: Um, that didn't stop them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> that stop them.
0: Oh, so you you would turn them down because of that, or it would get to turn become a distraction? Them down.
2: I would just like if it was too much of a distraction, I would just kind of like make it into more of a friendship.
0: Friend zone, even, even though
2: it wasn't a relationship, like a.
0: Yeah. Like a significant
2: relationship. It was just more like, hey, like my focus is, is on this.
0: <laughs> Drop it like that. Yeah.
2: And um, you know, it's not you, it's me. Very, <laughs> very cliche, right. <laughs> um, but my mind is elsewhere. I have a goal and I need to accomplish that goal. Dang, just like that. Yeah, I'm like when I'm when I have something I need to accomplish, like I'm on robot mode. Damn.
0: Do you think that kind of negatively affect you in certain ways?
2: I, I I do believe it can be a negative trait because not everybody has the same mindset. As mm. So even if I would try to explain it, I wouldn't I don't expect them to understand it.
0: So how do you deal with people like that, like that don't understand the reason why you're so focused? Do you kind of like leave them on their own or like how do you address that?
2: I just let it naturally flow if they want to be around yeah okay if not no hard feelings i understand as well
0: so did you keep that energy throughout the whole time that you were in um college as far as ucf
2: yeah just kind of like once again just mm -mm, i'm on my grind i don't want nobody stopping me i don't want no hiccups no nothing
0: and is it because of the second grade you or there was there an instant that you were distracted and it messed you up
2: i think just the thought itself knowing that if i get distracted is gonna put me at a pause
1: Mm.
2: and i don't want to be at a pause i and going back into second grade i think i also felt like i need a make up for that lost time.
0: Yeah, yeah. You did mention that. Yeah. You did mention that. So there was like always oh, like a clock on your, yeah. your mind? Yeah. Wow. So did you feel like doing that it would make you aware of like, hey, I still I gotta graduate at this time <laughs> type of vibe or no. You just wanted at, to finish. At
2: first, yes. I have to be honest with you. But then again, my mom was like, you know, life is not a race. Everybody path, walk of life is not the same. She loved to say She loved to say it. For
0: for y'all don't understand (laughs) Creole real quick. Everybody's hands are not the same. And that's like an analogy mm-hmm. like everyone's path is different. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Never heard of that before. Yes, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Wow. So with that, I mean, I would have been on on go to then. <laughs> Forget it. Like, I'd have been like I'd have been to the moon with that. Oh, okay. So um in in regards to actually accomplishing that moment and becoming a graduate for UCF, mm-hmm. how did
2: that feel? I felt relief because Starting UCF, like, you know, finishing my AA, I remember I had a co-worker at Valencia who had a sibling, who who had a sibling that did not graduate from UCF. And she was like, you know what UCF stands for? I'm like, what? Ooh, I know you it. can't finish. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. My anxiety was just like, I'm like mommy, UCF, oh, my God, oh, my gosh, She's like, I'm like, mm, yes. yes. And she's like, she said, UCF means you can finish. She said, mm. what and I'm just like, what do you mean? She's like, what mean? in actuality, I graduated UCF twice for real.
0: Big facts. Yeah. She got the paper too. Yeah. Wow. She, ain't, she ain't one of those people that I graduated. <laughs> I graduated. I got the papers for it. She got the papers for real. for real. Yeah. That's major. So, at that moment when you did walk across the stage, did that that second grade you thank you? Yes. Yes. And how did you know? Like, how did you know, like, it was, I did it.
2: Because I proved myself, even though a lot of the times, naturally, there are moments we doubt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, the fact that I was able to accomplish something and you know, kind of sit back and reflect that moment in time in the second grade when my teacher was like, I don't know what else to do. Like, I figure out what to do. Yeah. I figure it out on my own. Of course, with the support of my family, friends and God. But like, I eventually figure it out.
0: So did you find out, like, what position you wanted to be in social work? Because I know social work, it has so much. You can do so much. Yeah, you can do so much with it. So when you did walk across the stage, did you realize, like, at what point you wanted to take it?
2: So I knew that I wanted to work with the elderly. Mm. It's my story is twisted like it's so twisted it's gonna be very complex so um i remember during undergrad i did an internship at a nursing home for that whole um program academic year yeah and i liked it you know just dealing with the older people learning their stories you know learning a, a piece of advice wisdom, wisdom yeah all of that it was very interesting and I was like I could see myself doing this you know working in a nursing home as a social worker um, but then again once I graduate once I graduated my bachelor's I didn't go down that route I actually became a case manager for for um, a company that basically tend the needs for Hurricane Irma. So it's Mm. completely left from what I wanted to do. Wait, (laughs) was Irma within that same year? So I graduated in 2018. Hurricane Irma happened in 2017. So there was a um, funded program through FEMA that offered case management positions to kind of help some of the people who still had, you know, damages around their homes.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. So you, you worked with them for quite a while.
2: I worked with them for two years. So it was very interesting, still kind of social worky. That's not a word, but yeah, <laughs> still kind of social worky, um, you know, just going to the client's home, looking at the damages, hearing their stories, how much, um, things that they lost and whatnot. Um, that itself gave me the opportunity to be that, that comfort, that, you know, sense of peace that, uh, that place or environment where they can be vulnerable.
0: That's what mm. you see. You seen it more with those people that were dealing with Irma more so than the people that were elderly.
2: I feel like it was both, but because I wasn't granted the opportunity to work with the elderly after graduated undergrad, I still had the opportunity to apply the skills that I learned. And of course the skills that are natural to me yeah. into that position.
0: So you, you felt it was like a smooth transition. Yeah.
2: It was a smooth transition, even though I didn't expect that transition. Yeah. I had a, another, you know, mindset, mindset, but it worked out and I enjoyed it, but that wasn't it though.
0: What, what made it not it for you?
2: Um, because I felt like I was hungry. Like I was like,
0: I need more. Yeah, you want it. I need more. Was wait was that time still in your head on that point? Like, no, no. So I'm that just was going. done. I'm
2: just, it's kind of done. I'm just like, mm. Mm, yeah, okay. I need more. So, what I did? I went back to school. Back
0: While you were UCF. doing um,
2: so the Irma job, yeah. I went back to
0: school. What, what pushed you masters. to do that? What pushed you to do that?
2: That that that, that hunger. hunger.
0: Oh wow! So you you
2: applied. I applied. I applied and I got accepted but funny thing is I graduated in 2018 right with my bachelors yeah 2019 no no my bad let me backtrack so yeah 2018 I graduated um I want to say a few months after I graduated with my bachelors I tried to apply for the masters program yeah. and I didn't get accepted
0: mm. I know
2: how that feel I was so salty.
0: Wait, so you already had in mind, like, you wanted to keep going? Yeah. So, at that point, you just kept it moving?
2: I just kept it moving. I was just like, you know, let me just focus on work, but...
0: Did that second grade you come back with that part where you didn't get accepted? Did you feel, like, that rejection
2: aspect? I felt salty. I felt, like you said, rejection, it, it sucked. It hurt.
0: Yes, yes. How, so, how did you deal with it? You just moved on? Just, like, no, working? No, I...
2: I I, I held on to it. I have to be honest, which is why, of course, we're going to dive into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, About, you know, the whole mental thing. I held on to it.
0: So even dealing with seniors, dealing with Irma, that was still on your heart? Yep. So. Because of the rejection letter. Wow. So what did you do after that? So you um, applied again?
2: I applied again the following year. And I got accepted. But you know, a really good friend of mine and we're still friends. We're still good friends to this day. Um, she was also interested in going back for her master's, but I kind of like encouraged her, like, let's do this together. Let's do this mm-hmm.
0: together. I think I know who you're talking about.
2: That's my home girl.
0: Big shout
2: out, sir. Big shout out to you. That's, <laughs> that's my social work muse. Yeah, yeah, big shout out. <laughs> but, um, um, I was like, let's do this together. Let's do this together. So we applied um, around the same time. And she got accepted first, right?
0: Oh, before you like as far as acceptance letter yeah, or email? Yeah.
2: And don't get me wrong, I was happy for her, mm-hmm. genuinely. But I'm like, it's,
1: Yeah, you felt somewhere Yeah. Cause
2: you was the one that was kinda of being her encourager. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let me Where's my letter? Mm, wholeheartedly happy for her, but because of that rejection from the first time I applied, mm. it's that those same thoughts were coming back like Am I going to get accepted or not?
0: Ooh. So you was being very doubtful at that yes, moment. Yes, very. So what What happened when you did get that, that letter? Did you?
2: Man, I hollered. I hollered. I was like, won't well, he do it? But yeah. <laughs> I hollered. I actually cried. When you seen it? Yeah.
0: Did you tell your mom about it?
2: Yeah, She was so happy.
0: So she knew about not getting accepted and oh, getting yeah. accepted, right? Like I
2: said, my girl yeah homegirl. I tell needs. her everything.
0: That's good. So when you did get accepted, did you kind of know like what you wanted to do with it at that part? Or you were just like, no, nah, I'm hungry. I'm just going to get this. I'm hungry and I'm going to get this. So what did you do after that? You did that robot thing again? Yeah. <laughs> 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 she in the it works though. Like, focus. So, so, as far as like the learning aspect, were you still doing it where it's kind of like you have to play by it like music? And so, you're even yeah. in college, the same this
2: day. Like, I'm, I'm always learning, you know, just <laughs> informing myself, learning new materials to apply to clients. So, till this day, yeah. I'm learning, and that's how I learn. That's it has good. to be. Uh, Interactive have to be engaging.
0: That is really good. So you and her both were in the same semester. As far as mm-hmm.
2: we graduated the same time with our undergrad, we graduate the same time with. Oh, our okay. Mm-hmm. What?
0: So that's bestie. That's social work. <laughs> that's crazy. So how did it feel walking across the stage the second time? Well, or oh, that was
2: during COVID. Yes, I didn't walk across the stage. Mm-mm-mm. I did it But I was still excited I was yeah. just happy That I got That part over And I just felt like Okay so Let me apply For some new jobs So I knew I wanted to do some Social work Because social work Is so broad Yeah I just start, I just started applying Just different You know roles And I got accepted With this one company
0: Wait how long Did it take <sighs> Cause I, I'm only reason why I'm asking this cause I'm being like a, cause I'm in that process where I'm about yeah, yeah, to do the same thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cause I know it's kind of like, it's stress. It's kind of stressful. Like having like that part of your life done and over with mm-hmm. now. It's like, okay, now like career wise, mm-hmm. like, so how long did it take?
2: So I, myself, I struggle with anxiety. So being an anxious person yet very structured Yes. I actually got the job before I graduated.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, So you was in the field before that? Yeah. Applying and everything.
2: I got the job before I graduated and they said that they'll wait for me. Once I graduate, I can start.
0: So what was the, what kind of job was it? Like what were you doing?
2: So this job was basically, uh, the position is called clinical assessor. Um, so basically I'm the first point of contact, um, with, you know, just completing biopsychosocial. So biopsychosocial is basically gathering information, learning about their history, um, learning about any mental illness in their family, um, if, were there any substance um, use, um, what's the reason why they're coming in for services. So I was basically the first point of contact.
0: Wait, is it like a hospital or a psychiatric unit? It's an like outpatient
2: what? Um, mental health clinic. Oh. Yeah.
0: Wait, you, you knew coming into this that that's what you were going to do?
2: It just came to me. Like, like I told you before, I, you know, before graduating, I just started playing. Mm-hmm. And, oh. you know, I got the job offer and they say they'll wait for me. And once I got the job, that was my position. I was a clinical assessor.
0: Wow. So how did that feel doing that? So I know that's heavy. That's heavy right there.
2: Oh, heavy. It was all new to me um, because I never really thought, you know, focus on the mental health. Um side of social work so just hearing like the abuse the trauma it was just like i felt like i was experiencing secondary trauma secondary like you know experiences just by talking to them yeah. yeah um i had to learn how to separate the two i had to learn you know not to take it personally, but still provide that, you know, empathy, still provide that, you know, you know, normalizing their feelings. Yes. That extended emotional support.
0: So that's how you kind of distinguish the two. Yeah. So did you happen to have like moments where you took work home? Like not... <laughs> job people, like we're not talking about physical documents or nothing like that. As far as the mindset, like you said, the trauma, the secondhand trauma, were you taking that home with you as well? And how did you deal with it if you did?
2: So... It was a uh, remote position. So, Uh-oh.
0: yeah. So you in the same boat as that? Like yeah. right now. Okay. It was
2: remote position. So uh, once I slammed that laptop. Uh, <laughs> like, like, literally, I was, I play, like yeah. if I get up at 5 my, that's it. That's a form of self-care, really. Like, I'm yeah, not. But real. to answer your question, yes. I, in the beginning, I did. I took it with me. I remember the very few, like the very f- first few months. Like I was crying just hearing some of the st- yeah. I went to my mom I was like mom like how can some parents treat their child this way? How can mm, yeah. they this? How can they that? I was just asking so much questions and my mom was like you can't take that stuff with you like you have to understand not everybody's upbringing is like not same like yours. Facts. It's not the same. That's facts. I'm like I asked myself like you know a parent's supposed to love and cherish and you know, you know just create cherishable moments with the child but some of these people they're explaining to me like it's sad they can't stand their parents they some of them say that they wish their parents was gone like it's it goes Mm. deep yeah it goes
0: deep so how did you how did you wake up and separate it like what did you just keep doing like trials and error or is it something that you learn throughout your schooling that you figured out a way
2: (sighs) I feel like my clients taught me how to separate.
0: Wow. what do you mean by that? Yeah. So
2: in mental health, you know, you give these clients advice as far as what to incorporate to kind of like navigate throughout their day. So I literally, the things that I would tell them, I apply it to my life.
0: Okay. I see what you're saying. The same solutions that you would offer you, you take in. Yeah, That's really good. That's really good. So it, so after that part of your life, as far as working there, is that when you found your purpose as far as what you really wanted to do with social work? Yes.
2: I feel like, okay, it clicks. Weird how like I wanted to be with the elderly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once I started working with a specific population, I'm just like, yo, like this is mad, like interesting. And this is like, not to toot my horn, but like I'm good at this.
0: What was it? What was the group that you're referring to?
2: Um, so I mainly work with individuals who were like adolescents and young adults. Okay. I had like a few like older people here and there, but I mo I mainly had like youth. Youth.
1: Okay. And so, young adults, that's good. Yeah. So the age range was I ate like eight, from eighteen or from fifteen. It went to- from
2: thirteen and up, but since they were assigning me clients I mainly had like teenagers and like I think the oldest adult I had was 45
0: yeah why do you think that was a huge discrepancy as far as the age gap like what do you think shifted you from just like focusing on like this subgroup like what caused that
2: that's a really good question
0: that's what we do <laughs> <laughs>
2: so like i think because my experience as a um intern when i was working in the nursing home mm. i think that was just like the first exposure and i just kind of like oh i you know i guess i was impressionable at the time yes. and i was just like i can see myself doing this like i go home and run with it you know But the fact that God (laughs) placed me in a different, you know, um, scenario and serving a different population and been with the population for quite some time now, I'm just like, yeah.
0: So are you doing it now like private, too, as well?
2: Yes. So um, the mental GPA is my side business. Oh, let's get into that.
0: (laughs) So for those who don't know. You, you've you created an outlet for social media to kind of mm-hmm. respond to mental health. And I think it's a beautiful thing because a lot of times people forget that social media has a, a huge part, mm-hmm. especially in the youth and the people that are so obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a form of addiction. Mm-hmm. We need more more content like that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that goes full circle as far as acknowledging you. <laughs> acknowledge the page you. as well So how did that come about Mental GPA like where, where did that Inspire you to do that
2: So um, I want to say a little after um, I graduated um, Undergrad um, This is going to sound weird So the name Mental GPA came about with me and My cousin shout out to you again <laughs> Big shout, shout out him, Um believe it or not, the mental GPA was supposed to be a podcast name.
0: Mm. Whoa. Wow. you hearing it
2: first right
0: here. <laughs> I didn't even know that.
2: What? Yeah. It was supposed to be a podcast name. Um, I knew that I wanted to like give out content and share, but once again, you know, the self doubt being hesitant, although I had like the, a great, support system to kind of like you should do it like you know you're capable i was just like not sure um so i had the name mental gpa for quite some time now it's you guys are just knowing about the mental GPA, but the name mm. itself, it's already been like two years now.
0: Wow. That's wild. Yeah. So you, you've been birthed. Yeah. Wow. So what made you push it more now? Like what caused you to do that? Is it because of all of your credentials, the, the, the feelings that you had during that time of actually placing it on there
2: and stuff? I feel like God put me in a position where He was like, you need to. Think bigger. You have a gift, put it out there. Why Mm -hmm. are you just keeping it sealed in a box just for work?
1: That's deep.
0: Yeah, that is deep. So what for, like... Was it something that God like whispered to you, or was it something that He kept showing you, like mental GPA, mental GPA?
2: He kept showing me. You know how like sometimes when you're in a position and you're hesitant, but like there's so many signs just throwing at you, like um you need to do it or mm-hmm. or else. So that's just me being obedient.
0: That's good. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, like, so what does mental GPA consist of? Like,
2: the mental GPA GPA stands for growth, peace, and acceptance. <laughs> <Let's> um, go. <laughs> you know, and this might sound a little biased. Um, it's open to everyone. Yeah. But my main focus is to break the stigma stigmatization, especially in our community. When I say our community, I'm talking about the Haitian in or Black community.
0: Yeah. And what is that? What is that stigma? Because I I know it personally. But what is that for those who we don't
2: know? We have a tendency where. We sweep things underneath the rug, and we say, "Oh, I'm I'm not sick. I'm not crazy. Why do mm-hmm. Why, why I need to go to therapy? Like, yeah. and we need it. Like, yeah, especially we
0: suppress mm-hmm.
2: a lot of emotions.
0: That is true. And a we're lot. gonna. There's some questions that I have written down here that I really wanted you to um, talk about. But before we even get to that, um, a fascinating thing that I realized that kind of gave me goosebumps is the same way that you're learning like the way that you learn, like the videos, the sounds Mm -hmm. is the same way that you're educating. Yes. Cause she be on that Instagram (laughs) dancing. Like she be putting up facts and stuff. So did you notice that yourself or you kind of had it in mind? Like um, the way I learn is the way y'all gonna learn.
2: I want it to be, I want it to be authentic. I want it to be real. I didn't want it to sound mechanical. And like you said, like, that's how I learned. So imagine people scrolling on their feed and they see that type of like engagement. They're going to want to read. They're going to want to learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And you you connect, you yeah. connect. Yeah. That's good. And do you do that with your clients as well? Like the same way that you kind of do it as well. Do you
2: kind of, cause of that age range too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Like outside of work, I'm more, in tune with myself i'm more like comfortable but like with work of course there's certain protocols yeah it can't be too but with my side business like i'm a goofball like i make my clients <laughs> laugh. yeah i make my clients laugh but yet i still make them become aware of some of their thoughts emotions and behaviors and how it came about
0: That's crazy. I love that that you stepped aside and realized God is telling me to be obedient to chase this. But also, I'm going to go ahead and pursue this as well Mm -hmm. to get like give in more to the fact that not only are you a Haitian queen, Mm -hmm. but I want to highlight it for those as well. Yeah. So that's really cool. Did did you tell your parents, your family that this is what you were going to do before it kind of happened?
2: They were ecstatic. They were happy because they feel like... I can do more. Like I can share. I yes. can educate more because they already know who, like they already know me as a right, person. Right. So the fact that I get to share bits and pieces of that onto the world, like it's so rewarding and it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. It don't. That's always it's a passion. Good yeah. Yeah, it's a passion. It's, yeah. it's,
0: that's how we yeah. feel with this
2: podcast. Yeah. For real. yeah.
0: It just comes off naturally. So um the questions that I had in mind, um, the first one that just popped in my head is like, How is it like what's the proper way to deal with depression? Mm. What is the proper way?
2: Well, you have to think about like this. Everybody depression is not the same. Mm. So you can't approach it the same.
0: Wow. So, why is that? Why why is there a difference? Like, because what? you
2: have to understand, like, it's, it's going to sound weird, but history is a factor. your are surrounding um, just you overall. So you can't approach <laughs> depression itself the same. It's case by case. Case by case. Wow.
0: See, I think that's a, another thing that a lot of, like, even in our culture, like, they think it's the same. It's not. Wow. It's not.
2: Like... <laughs> There's levels to this. So there's um, there's Of course, there's major depressive disorder. There's mild depression. There's a depression labeled as dysthymia. Yeah, that so it, yeah. basically, what is that? you feel depressed literally every day, all day. Are you like, ta- all year long? Are you talking about physically or mentally? It's both on the physical and mental aspect. Mm.
0: That's like on a rare case or that's like a a very people.
2: Some people struggle with this Wow.
0: So is it something as only like medicine can help out with or you think there's ways to.
2: They when I say they I'm talking about in mental health. Yes. They do encourage, you know, to have psychotropics to help. What is that? Medicine. Oh, <laughs> I'm,
1: like, <what? laughs> I'm so sorry. The terms that man. sounded familiar, low
2: key. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: Now nah, you good, you good.
2: Um, they do encourage meds to kind of help, you know, balance out, you know, the chemical imbalances, and of course, oh, like
0: in your brain. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because it is like a a body thing too, yeah. right? Yeah. That is deep. That is deep. Okay, so in regards to depression, do you feel like the way that our community deals with it? Do you think it's destructive?
2: It's very unhealthy, very. And the reason why I say that because we're so used to it, mm. you know. And and I like to tell my I'm sorry I'm doing this because this is how like I get. I get passionate sometimes. Get
1: passionate.
2: I like to tell my clients, like, you know, everybody's stage in life is different. Yeah. We all go through adversity. But the simple fact that depression itself alone, society said says it's not acceptable. So because it's not acceptable, we try to be this happy-go-lucky or I'm all right, I'm okay. That's very unhealthy. We're told not to express these negative emotions. I say embrace negative emotions because that's how you learn and grow from them.
0: So how do you effectively do it? Because that was actually my, my next question because um, I don't know if it's only in the Black community, in the Caribbean community, um, it's, it's not okay for men to cry. Like you know that statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not okay for mm-hmm. boys to cry. It's not okay for men to cry. And it's 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 not okay to be weak. Mm-hmm. You gotta be strong. Like mm-hmm. you gotta be, you gotta be happy. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So like how is it how do you be an effective person while being vulnerable? How does that look? Being like a proper way of doing it. Cause some people they go out of control when they're depressed. They they take it to a whole nother level, or mm-hmm. people that are vulnerable, they hide it, but behind closed doors they're doing extreme stuff Mm -hmm. so what is the proper way like the a healthy way to be depressed in a healthy way to be vulnerable like what does that look like
2: well a lot of the times you know when we're battling with depression um we communicate that with our friends and family whether it's directly or indirectly but the thing is you know, for someone who, you know, had the opportunity to experience that on a professional level, as far as like talking to clients, sometimes having that unbiased opinion, it's all that they need, you know, just simply being completely transparent, vulnerable, out in the open. They tell you their true thoughts, emotions, and feelings because they feel like, let's say for instance, you know, you're my brother. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm feeling depressed. You see it to the point where I'm having a hard time getting out of bed. I'm not eating the way I'm I'm normally eating. Um, I'm not motivated. You see it. Yes. You express it to me. You try your absolute best, right? Yes. But I don't know what it is. When a lot of the times when people who are dealing with depression, when they seek professional help, it's like a fresh of air, like a something new. Mm-hmm. they they're optimistic they're hopeful
0: yes yes
2: not saying that they don't get that from their family but it's just something about the feeling new or seeing something new is just makes you hopeful it makes you feel like okay i'm starting something and uh, i mean i mean business you know
0: so it's like a different, a different scenery, different environment. Absolutely. I know Jayco, He talked. He talks about this all the time because um, he goes to therapy as well. He he said one time in one of the episodes. I don't remember, but he was saying like um, he'd rather talk to a stranger. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I don't like, that.
0: It, it, And it doesn't have to be like a professional, but he'll rather um, talk to a stranger because they won't judge. Exactly. Do you think that's another that's element? A, that's exactly
2: what it is. The fact that I'm a stranger. You feel like we're not gonna see each other anymore. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not gonna tell people my business because yeah. we don't know the same people. It's that's what it is.
0: That's deep. That's deep. And you think that's a good way to kind of bring that out of the person yeah. effectively to yeah. be vulnerable in that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are what are some of the things that you hate about mental health that you wish could change?
2: <sighs> the fact that you know you. And we talked about this earlier before starting the podcast like yeah. you can't change you can't change people you can't change the scenery you can't change their situation and one thing i like to tell my clients is that therapy is kind of like dating you never know what you're really gonna get yeah. you know so there's, there's some things you're gonna like there's some things you're not gonna like hmm um But at the end of the day, like you have that power, you have that control. I'm just a passenger, just giving you tips and pointers. So, to answer your question, like I've in the beginning, I felt like I, I want to change it and I want this to work
0: as but, soon as, like, right then and there. Yeah.
2: But the person I've got, they have to do a little bit of legwork. I can't, we got to meet somewhere in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So you gotta it's a, a partnership basically. Yeah. You ever had clients that expect has so much expectations on having that first point of contact that things are gonna change immediately? Or is there <laughs> is there like a way that you already tell your clients this is a process mm-hmm. so you be upfront with it?
2: I tell them this is a process and I I try not to give too much advice because yeah. I don't want any codependency. Not only that, I can't be I can't give you advice on your life if I'm not living in, in it like you know what you're going through you know what you're experiencing I don't want to take that away from you like it just, it just doesn't make sense it's like you coming to me and tell me oh drink this water and I'm just like but I already know how to drink this water Yeah. so why are you telling me how to drink this water <laughs> so it's going to cripple me and I'm going to say hey Fonso should I drink this water
0: yeah so you're getting like second guessing yourself. Yeah,
2: and I know I, the the main goal of therapy is to not only realize some of the behaviors, thoughts, and emotions, but to help you make decisions on your own.
0: So they you want there so they're they're coming into it feeling kind of empty or broken or whatever they're going in there for, mm-hmm. but you want them to be kind of independent for themselves. Absolutely. Okay. And do you feel like? when you do have clients or even people that come in and they, they, they kind of switch it on other people. Do you kind of bring it back to them or is it more so whatever's happening? We just address it. Like, how does that go about? I love
2: that question. (laughs) I love that question. Um, A lot of the times when someone's coming into therapy, they're telling you about their situation and they're saying, Oh, like, my sister is, you know, this, and she just don't, she don't understand me. She don't know how I'm feeling, this, that, and third. First, I normalize their feelings. Second, I um, made them reflect their emotions and what happened during that moment in time. And I also let it be known, like, this is what the other person or the other party may be feeling and why they may react this way. Yes. Because sometimes we're very selfish when it comes to our emotions. That's true. So... A lot of the times when we're in a situation or when we're having like a, a disagreement with somebody else, we don't see their point of view. We just only see our point of view. Mm-hmm. We, we feel like we're always in the right. And sometimes we need to sit back and reflect like, what did I do wrong? Like, how can I prevent this? And sometimes it's a simple uh, communication, a miscommunication. Yeah. Facts. Yeah.
0: I think in a lot of, a lot of ways, a, a lot of things could be fixed with conversation, yeah. and I think that's I think that's why um, mental health works so well is because that's the key component. Like mm-hmm. you have to talk;
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're not gonna get anything out of it just by standing and looking at the person that you have a feud with or internally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you deal with people that are like? hard to communicate with like and it doesn't have to be clients just like people around you that you care and love for that are fighting like an internal battle and you you kind of have that vibe and you feel it like there's something going on like how do you kind of address it so
2: simple it's not hard A simple i just say you know where can i meet you in the middle like how do you feel like what are some of the emotions you are feeling cuz a lot of times when people are upset or angry you know what that means that's stemming from fear, disappointment, hurt um a lot of different mixed emotions but they're it's being portrayed as anger so i'm asking what are your internal feelings what are your internal emotions like what was the triggering point like what what was the not only the triggering point but what was the body language like i asked a whole bunch of different questions that kind of make them feel like or think you know i felt this way because x y and z and it's, it's simple it could be simple like if you and i have a disagreement yeah right and i'm upset at you and i can't communicate that that's an issue and That can be resolved by just using I statements. So let's say, for instance, we're we're in the house, right? You, my brother, I cooked dishes in the sink and I leave, right? You see the dishes in the sink and you hate that, but you're not saying anything about it. Like you just letting it slide. Yeah. But it irks your nerves. In order to resolve that, you come up to me and say, hey, I appreciate you cooking, you know food i appreciate that but you know it makes me uncomfortable seeing the dishes in the sink how can we you know make something work to avoid how i feel Mm -hmm. and to avoid future um escalations or disagreements so just using simple eye communications can go a long way
0: that's deep I ain't going to lie. I'm going to use that. (laughs) That's really good.
1: She putting us on the game man. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are seeing it first. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all
0: getting the step by steps. So what is a day in a life of a mental health professional? What does that look like?
2: Exhausting, but yet rewarding. Because we're human too. Like we go through stuff too. Mm -hmm. So like when you go into a session and... You know, you ask the clients, you know, what are your highs? What are your lows that you face throughout the week? They'll tell you what's going on. And like, they're dying like, damn, I'm going through that too. But I can't say nothing. Mm. Like, you know.
0: So who do you go to?
2: I have my own therapist.
0: Y'all see that? <laughs> Y'all see that? <laughs> therapist having a the therapist. You see yeah. that? It's not It's not a bad thing. It's no. See, and that's another stigma that I don't like either. Yeah. They make it seem like it's bad. No. to seek help. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't I, why can't I seek help? And I think that's big on the, the African community as well. But um, I, I don't want you to leave without answering this question here, though. Mm-hmm. Like The process of owning a house. <laughs> and what age mm-hmm. was it again?
2: I got the house when I was... Your
0: 20s. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna announce no name, but she was in her 20s. <laughs> 20s, like, this big, big top. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So let's talk about that. Like that process, because mm-hmm. you were telling me early when we was at church. Yeah. Those those ideas. So give us the, give us give us the story on that. Like
2: how did that come about? I'm gonna tell you everything in a nutshell. Right. Um, um, it was very nerve wracking, but you know, I felt like this step would not only help me, you know of course by investment yes but it will also help me it's just gonna sound weird but like it helped me with my esteem not to like show people what i can do but to be more independent and to be more confident without seeking mommy and daddy help
0: wait were they kind of like pushing you to like now you can leave no you
2: just decided to go it was on me
0: was that time thing on there on your head yeah. so it's just you're more at peace and knowing yeah. that you can do this yeah wow that's a leap of faith though yeah not only because why this this is the thing that like blew my mind she skip apartment
1: if she <laughs> like, went straight to the house
0: she was she had a, she had a, her parents like she could have just chilled another 10 plus years you know what i'm saying she went and bought a house and by herself type vibe so
2: that's remarkable it was nerve wracking, I have to be honest, but rewarding.
0: So now you in the house, you talked about something, I forgot how it how it goes, but you said marker, I mean market buyer. No, regret. buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse. Can you tell the people about that? Like so, what is that?
2: Um for a lot of people who are buying homes or who bought a home they experience buyer's remorse because it's all new to them. It's an adjustment is a huge investment. So imagine the financial point of that. Yes. So it's just like, um, what did I just do? And my, I'm not sure about this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's almost the inevitable. That's what my realtor told me. Like you're going to have that little feeling of buyer's remorse once you're done with the, like the housing process
0: that's crazy So how, okay how did how did you kind of like get back to a state of like i'm glad that i did it for um, those who are dealing with that
2: um you know just simply by prayer not only that but just being reminded how far i've came in life so that's deep yeah
0: I'm glad that you were able to express your, your story and being able to be authentic and out in the open. And I know Mike and he has his favorite question. He loves to ask all our special guests. Well, well, um, but
1: you've kind of changed that, though. Um, well, actually, Shirley kind of changed that answer. Um, so the question is, where do you see yourself um, in the next couple months or even a year?
0: Oh yeah, because she had therapy. Okay, let's let's cause I want her input on that too. <laughs> so like uh Shirley, she changed the question for us because Makin he usually asks yeah, for the next years. five years. Mm-hmm. And she blew our minds when she said She's like, um, I I really cause in therapy they teach them to like think about today. Yeah. Be present. Yeah. And that's one of my goals for this year is just to be more present. And when she said that it switched the question now so like we don't even ask our guests the next five years Mm -hmm. just where do you see yourself in a couple months or even in a week Mm -hmm. so that's why we kind of like change it up but Mm -hmm. you agree to that too as well? I agree wholeheartedly
2: okay because every day is not the same yeah true things are always changing different seasons in our lives it's not the same so constantly your goals should be changing or you should be adjusting your goals I hear that.
0: (laughs) So, what is it looking like right now for you in a couple weeks or a couple months? Um,
2: I'm praying that I pass this exam. Um, Hopefully, build a a clientele for my side business. Not only that, but um, who knows? I might branch out into a different area of social work. You never never know. I'm open, but I know that working with adolescents and young adults has definitely been definitely been uh a great experience for me
0: I hear it first right here Out in the open Yes we sir really, We really do what we say we do And we keep it out in the open We are definitely The most talked about podcast We want to appreciate The fact that you took So much of your time mm-hmm. So we're giving it back to you Because they listening They watching <laughs> And I know they definitely Got some jewels That are going to be planted On fertile ground So mm-hmm. that way it can enrich Not only themselves But their family um, I want a big shout out To the Click House For allowing us to have this space Yes sir And this moment with them and we we gonna see y'all on the next podcast. Well, um, wait, wait, before before that, um, go ahead and give your oh yeah, media my bad.
2: This <laughs> was was ready forgot. to go. This was was ready to go. <laughs> uh, my business social media page is the Mental GPA. Um, my link to schedule for virtual appointments is also there including my number and email so if you guys are interested I'll be waiting for you guys Yeah, short and
0: simple yes. easy yes, it's not complex mm-hmm. mental GPA mental GPA that's it you <laughs> heard it and seen it first <laughs> let's go alright as you can see discussions was open and judgment was closed make sure you check us out in the next episode and make sure to like comment and subscribe